Catch the fire. Fire. Catch the fire. the fire. I'm Susie McKenzie and here with the amazing Lisa Flood and we are all about catching the fire of the Holy Spirit today and every day. Lisa, is that right? It absolutely is. It's so good to be with you, Susie. Susie, this week, how did you catch the fire, well, spread the fire, feel the fire? <laughs> Lisa, the fire was definitely evident. <laughs> the fire was everywhere. And um, how I caught the fire was in sharing. Um, it was actually not a fun situation at all. It wasn't something like, yay, butterflies and rainbows, you know, and unicorns. It wasn't that at <laughs> all. Um, there was none of that. In fact, it was a very, a trial. It's still ongoing. It is something that I'm involved in that I don't want to be involved in. And yet, how I caught the fire was seeing how the Holy Spirit was weaving together this tapestry of ideas and, um, I don't want to say issues, but um, situations and bringing it all together in very diverse people, very different um, life situations and life experiences. And so I caught the fire of, of just saying, Holy Spirit, we need you. We need you to continue to weave this tapestry and bring it all together. I I love it. And he did. And he will continue to do that, right? He will. Now, did you like catch the fire or did you, did it get doused this Susie, last week? A little, little different for me. It was watching the fire. And what I mean by that is, you know, as we're both parents and, and as a as parents who have fallen in love with the faith, with the Catholic Church, it's so exciting when we see our children growing in their faith. Well, it was a moment of watching the fire in in one of my sons because he came home from um, from his practice from school. And at dinner, he said, um, Mom and Dad, do you want my Jesus story? And I'm thinking, don't want your Jesus story. I can't wait. So as he shared with us a moment of his day that was so um, profound to him that he clearly knew that God was providing for him in a beautiful way, it just made me so filled with gratitude because this kid is realizing and falling in love with the gift of the faith and the gift of the sacraments. And this is from my child who screamed the loudest when we came back to the Catholic Church 10 years ago because he told me it wasn't fun. And when I see now the way he's like getting the gift and the grace of the sacraments and I'm watching the fire grow in him, I'm just filled with gratitude. So that was it, Susie. May the fire continue to grow and spread. Oh, absolutely. And it is. And it's spreading on to the next generation, as you're seeing in your son. And I know when you heard Jesus' story, you were like, eyes lit <laughs> Give up. Give me the Jesus story. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Susie, I have a question to ask you because this has been coming up in my life in a personal way. What do we really believe as Catholics about free will and do we get to use our minds in the whole faith journey? Mm. Lisa, you and I talked about this, but you know, as we were driving over, we drove in together and it's it's a big issue. So I just want to prepare you that um, we are going to solve all of these problems about faith, reason, science, free will. Starting now. Um, ch- uh, scripture and tradition in the next five minutes. So get ready. <laughs> like get your notepads out because this is it. Okay. It, we are solving the problems of life. Um, 
Lisa, the free the idea of using our minds, I believe, is is not just promoted by Holy Mother Church, but is elevated. And I think that it ties in with all those words that those things that I just named. I think it's all tied in together because we have scripture, yes, but scripture is not meant to be a history book or a science book. I mean, the the creation accounts are different in Genesis one and Genesis two. Um, it's you know, we, we believe it's the word of God and it's inspired, but we also don't believe that it's all black and white. And right. We have the stories from tradition, right? Holy tradition passed down um, to enrich our faith and to kind of, you know, put flesh and meat on the bones of the faith, you know? And then God gives us the gift of free will and the gift of reason in our minds. So we we're able to think through all of these things, right? I believe that free will is so important, and I believe that the gift of reason is tied in with it. And for some reason, Susie, (laughs) leading up to my time of leaving the church, I, I didn't understand all of that. It was only when I came home to the church that I really began to engage with issues and struggle with some of them that I really struggled to understand and, and work through and, you know, God gave me the gift of of understanding the significance, and he wants us to use our minds on this journey. I think he does, Lisa. Would you say that maybe that's why it's we, we are repelled sometimes because it's messy. Using our minds can be very messy. Yes. Yes. But you know what? It can. But this is where I'm going back to the protection of Holy Mother Church as she is set up by Jesus himself gives me that that freedom within which to struggle and wrestle and use that that reason to come to where God is moving me. Well, it is. And Lisa, you just recently had a situation you mentioned about um, someone very near and dear to your heart asking, how do you struggle with these things? Well, I mean, literally, um, again, a college age son, you know, called me with a a little, a little faith question. And, and as I started to quote the catechism, he said, stop, I can read the catechism. He said, I want to know, did you ever doubt this? Or did you ever think this? And how did you wrestle with it, mom? Tell me what was your thought process? And that led to a really pretty incredible conversation of just really sharing my own journey of when I struggled or wrestled or didn't understand different aspects of our faith or different teachings of the faith, I shared with him that the first thing I would do is I would go to adoration and I would lay it before Jesus. And I would say, okay, Lord, here it is. I don't understand it. You, you know, help me see what you want me to see. And through, through reading, through prayerful discussions with people that are really trusted on the faith journey, I was able to see, okay, this is where the Lord is moving me. But the, the journey and the wrestling is actually a very important part of this whole process. Well, it is. And I think it's the journey is actually, we think it's not the goal, but I think the journey is the goal to God. You know, I, we have a mutual friend who wrote an amazing textbook for high school science, and it was about the integration of faith, science, and reason, that faith and science aren't in conflict with each other. And yet again, reason, the gift of reason, reasoning it out, using your mind, thinking it through, and I guess realizing that we may not get all the answers right. now. The, right. the, Jesus, our Lord, our church sees it as the the process of the thinking and using the mind is what's important. There's value in that. You know, and, and here's the other piece I would throw in, Susie. 
it, when you're in the process of really trying to reason with something and wrestle with something, um, here's the other thing I would say. It's really important to make sure we're in that state of grace, right? Going to confession, I think, is really important at that at the beginning of the process to say, okay, here I am in that state of grace. Jesus, get me where you want me to go. Oh, Lisa, I think that is vital. Being in a state of grace when you start the thinking process. Okay, we've solved it all. Go to confession, then start thinking. Stay with us here on Catch the Fire as we bring on Father Chris Zavakis telling us his vocation story. I went to church and just sat there and listened. I really didn't absorb anything. I think I just found myself believing that I didn't need God. I just had everything under control and church was actually a, a burden to me. I had this sin that I carried in my heart for a long time. And I told myself for many, many years that the Lord wouldn't forgive me for this. When, when Father in the confessional says, your sins are forgiven, there truly is a, a feeling of, of weight lifted off. I don't care if it's two or three little sins that you're carrying, there's a feeling of I can breathe deeply again. I feel pure inside. And I'm, and I'm ready to come to Mass. You can have a beautiful car, a big fancy home. If you don't have Christ in your life, there's an emptiness that's there. When you come home to the, to the church, you're coming home to a Catholic family where people today just embrace you. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. Welcome back to Catch the Fire. We are here, Lisa Flood and myself, Susie McKenzie, and we have our very own parochial vicar from our parish, um, Our Lady of the Lake in Mandeville, Father Chris Zavakis. Welcome to Catch the Fire. We're so glad you're with us. Thank you. It's good to be with you. Father Chris, you know, you and I talked yesterday and we um, were saying that every, every story is different. And no matter how God calls us or how we respond, it's, you know, it's this conversation between him and us and he walks the journey with us. And so you um, have quite a journey and I would yeah. love it if you would share maybe a little bit in the beginning of how you were called and um, maybe how you responded at first. Well, Susie, it, it, as you just said, it, it was a long conversation with God, <laughs> probably a, almost two decades worth of conversation. Uh, and I think right off, I, I was still in high school, and I felt that little nudge of God. Ironically, Susie, uh, I was in the Army National Guard, and I was in my training, in basic training at Fort Lentwood on the compass training range, you know, learning how to navigate through fields. I'd, I think that maybe God had a, a maybe a, a bigger idea of where I was supposed to navigate to, because I felt nudged in a very strong way to go to the seminary and eventually become a priest. So it was, it was right there, very ironically, in basic training in the Army, that I was nudged to go into the seminary. That was one of the strongest nudges. Uh, so when I got when I got out of basic training, because I was in the National Guard at the time, uh, I called the vocations office here in the Archdiocese of New Orleans, and I began that process. Uh, and it was a brave one. Uh, right out of high school, I went into uh, St. Ben's over in Covington. It was a it was a wonderful journey, uh, 
I made lots of friends. My faith deepened. Uh, but I was a little bit distracted. Uh, you, you might say that my heart was restless, and it hadn't rested completely in God yet. Uh, so about five years later, after I graduated from St. Ben's, I went to Notre Dame for a year. And I ended up actually leaving, leaving the seminary after five years. I mean, I think that this is, as you pointed out in the beginning, it's a conversation with God. And what would shape, what uh, sticks out to me right now <laughs> is definitely, for me, God's great mercy. God was very merciful on me. I, would, I definitely wasn't your model seminarian at the time. Well, so Father Chris, when, was, when you left the seminary after five years, that had to have been really a hard time for you, I would imagine. Well, yeah, it did involve—I uh, had been thinking about it for many years, uh, going back and forth if I should leave. Uh, and, and the whole thing is I, I was in my early 20s, and I was trying to—I was grappling with the whole subject of celibacy and, and really intimacy and what that meant. And that, that was all wrapped up around questions we all ask, you know, do, do we—you know, how lonely do we want to be? Do we want to be lonely? And for me, I grappled with that question for, for several years before I left. And to me, the grass looked greener on the other side of the fence. Uh, and and God, you know, he had a plan for me. Uh, but the good news was he had the patience to wait on me and the mercy. Uh, yes, it was difficult, but, I, you know, I think looking back, really, I had to make that journey. Um, and God, in many ways, he, he waited on me. He waits on all of us when we when we have these kind of questions. And he knows it's the path we have to follow. But I'm amazed. God waited on me. <laughs> I, you know, I'm trying to wrap my mind around it, and it's a great gift He gave me just you know, to wait and give me His mercy. Father Chris, we were talking in the first segment about the gift of free will, and He so respected your free will it sounds like, that he waited on you to make that final decision. And uh, when you left that time, you went into a field that um, I'd love for you to talk about a little bit, if you would. Right, Susie. That, and, it, you know, it wasn't as if uh, God stopped training me. I, I think God, he, he has a program for all of us. He's intimately involved in our lives. Now, even though I decided to leave the seminary, and I had no inkling whatsoever to go back. Uh, I began something that I was told a few times that was a ministry, but I didn't think of it that way. Uh, as you're pointing out, Susie, I began working with people with developmental disabilities, uh, like mental, retard mental retardation, autism, Down syndrome, and, and mental illnesses within there. So I started working with those folks hands-on, and uh, eventually uh, I fell into a position within that to try to find jobs for them out in the community. And then from there, I worked up to running a company. Uh, but what was amazing 
I developed a love for those folks. And it showed me something, especially working with them uh, hand in hand and then going out in the community. It showed me something that I think was important that I still use now. That's every person, every single person has a place in the community. And, and that's the way I thought of it then. Everybody can make a contribution, a real contribution, uh, especially with employment and sometimes in other ways. And I began reflecting on that actually before the interview. And I think that was uh, perhaps a little insight into something we're all told. We're all part of the body of Christ. So I thought that was an important insight. And, And to me, that means that all of us, God has a plan for us. God loves each and every one of us so much that even he'll let us have our free will to even turn away from from the seminary or being a priest in his plan. but and, and that's okay, too, because he has the power to work with that. But it was an amazing—I love working with people with developmental disabilities. It had to be one of my most favorite jobs that I had. They're amazing. No doubt God has used what you've learned in that time of serving these precious souls in your priestly ministry. And I'm sure as you were working there, you weren't thinking, okay, God is going to send me right on back to the seminary. What happened that you're loving this job, you're loving working with these people, you're loving making a difference? What turned your head to think, oh my goodness, maybe I'm supposed to be back in the seminary? Very good. I, I think I was still living out the words of St. Augustine. Uh, my heart is restless until I rest in you. And I was completely restless. I was searching, like we all are, for, for peace, for God's grace, and, and happiness, and joy. And I was, even though I was ritually rewarded working with people with developmental disabilities, I felt like something still was missing. And and the whole time, because I didn't go back to the seminary for 18 years, and I didn't think I was going back. I was dating. So uh, there was a spot in my life where uh, you might say I couldn't find that peace and joy and and true love. There was something I was searching for. I was searching for God's plan for me. So I was still restless, still very restless. And uh, I guess God was looking at me uh, from far above and thinking, we've got a knucklehead on our hands. (laughs) He's just not listening that well. (laughs) And God has a way of uh, perhaps not creating circumstances, but knowing how to use them to steer us towards Him. And my life at one point started to change. Uh, the girl who I was dating for a long time, the relationship fell apart. And at the same time, uh, I had went to nursing school, and that kind of fell apart. And on top of that, it was like I was struck by tragedy. I had lost a job. Uh, a little bit of politics got me. So I had like a triple tragedy working on me. And that was a, that was a constructive moment. It really was. Um, I have a co- close friend who was a priest 
who is a priest right now, and he said, you know, uh, take this time, because I was at a very low spot, you know, take this time to, to, you know, kind of think deeply where you are and what you want. He didn't say anything else. He just said, take this time to think about it. And, and that's exactly what I did. Uh, and that was quite a few years later, but I hit a very low spot. Uh, and I reconnected with God in a new way, uh, not just praying prayers on the surface, but with my heart. And that's where I was at that moment. I kind of, to tell you the truth, I crumbled to the floor, uh, and I looked to our Mother Mary, and I prayed to her. And I felt like, to be honest, like a little kid on our school playground here who who fell in the mud. <laughs> and, and she came and lifted me up out of that mud, uh, the mud that I guess I had created, and brushed it off. And, and pointed me, pointed me to Jesus to tell you the truth in a, in a more deeper way. So at that moment of everything going wrong, uh, I, I asked myself uh, some big questions: What did I really want out of my life? Yeah, did I want to earn a lot of money? Did I want to continue dating and find the right girl and eventually marry? What What did I want? And I asked myself those questions, and I dug far back <laughs> into my history at this point, and, you know, it, it led me to a deeper love of God and our Mother Mary, and that, that reignited my vocation. You know, and I listened to my friend, uh, who's a priest, and, you know, he told me about the things he does every day as a priest. And I became fascinated with it. And it triggered me off to want to go back to the seminary. So, so that, 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 that's how I turned back to God at that point. So it all started uh, with just think, just use this time to think. And you really were down in the mud, so to speak. Um, And then you turn to Our Lady, which it seems like Lisa and I say this all the time, she's always involved. (laughs) Like a good mother is, right? (laughs) She she gets involved. And she, like you said, dusted you off, which I think is beautiful. And so you go back to the seminary. And I'm curious, we're getting ready to come up on the end of our, our little conversation, but did you feel an instant peace when you went back? Or did you have to grow into it? Um... You grow into it. It, it, it unfolds very slowly. Uh, you know, God teaches you with every single step to, to draw closer to Him. I mean, it's, a, it's not instantaneous. Uh, it's a teaching process that, to be honest, I'm still learning today at this moment to learn how to trust God more and more in a deeper way with everything. And perhaps more, even so, to turn towards his mother. Uh, I have a great love for Mother Mary, but still to turn towards her and rely on her son Jesus more and more every day. So it's a, it's a growing process, and I, I think at that moment I decided to do that. Yes, there was a heavy dose of peace, 
but there were still many things I had to work very, very hard at. Uh, but definitely, uh, God's grace, God was walking with me at every single step uh, to to kind of assure me of where he wanted me to go. Father that Chris, was a lot of daily prayer. <laughs> I, you know, I think what you're, what you're sharing, the framework, is so beautiful. This vocation story for your vocation story to the priesthood could be the same for someone in the single life or someone in the married life, right? We've got to grow in what is God calling us to do? What is he asking of us? Turn to Our Lady, whether you're single, a priest, a sister, or or married, that the answers that you're given giving apply to all of us. They really do. Sir, it's really a story for me. My vocation story is a story of God's mercy and grace and drawing close to her. So you're exactly right. That is a story that is common to all of us. God's mercy and grace, that's for all of us. His goal is just to to lead us closer to Him. Don't have to become a priest to do that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but for you, I just I, I think Lisa's right. I uh, we're grateful that you said yes. You're now at our parish, <laughs> which of course we're thankful for that, um, Father. Bef- we want to thank you for giving us your story and sharing it. But before we go, could you give us um, here at Catholic Community Radio and all of our listeners your priestly blessing? Absolutely. Let us take a moment to to draw our hearts into that place of peace and look to God, our Father, and we beg that He may shower us with His grace, all of us, all of us within the hearing distance, that He may strengthen our bodies, our hearts, our minds, but most of all, stir up our spirits to a greater love of Him. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you, Father, so much. We appreciate you beyond measure. That was Father Chris Avakis and his vocation story. What first thought comes to mind for you? There's a lot of wisdom for all of us, no matter what our journey is. And Susie, the Holy Spirit's amazing because we started talking about reason and using free will. And this is what Father shared about, right? No matter where we're being called, We've got to, like, we, we might have to wrestle with some things. What is God asking of us? Where is he calling us? Where is he moving us? And, you know, he said that he doesn't think that when he went to work with children with developmental disabilities or, or people in general, that God left him. That was just a different training ground. It was just a different place where God was going to grow him, if you will. You know, it's like transplanting a flower, right? Yeah, absolutely. A, a tree or something and moving it to another place where it might be able to grow better. And he demonstrated that for us, that God didn't leave him alone. Absolutely. So grateful for the gift of Father Chris and for our priests who serve us. Okay, we always finish with like some little spark. So what's the spark for you? Okay, for me this week, it's been um, some spiritual reading. There is a book that I love that is really impacting impacting me in a deep way. It's called I Believe in Love by Father Jean D'Albet. And it's literally a retreat based on the teaching of St. Therese of Lisieux. And Susie, I can only read a little at a time because I'm processing it and it is getting so deep in my heart that, whoo, I need to take a deep breath and say, okay, 
let me let me really pray with this before I move forward. I, I highly, highly recommend it. It's incredible. That I've read that, Lisa. It is it is truly transformational. Mine is not quite so transformational spiritually. Mine is transformational in the day-to-day tasks of life, grocery delivery, and pickup. I'm just letting oh, you know yes, right sister. now, baby girl. <laughs> I have not yet done it, but my friends who do say it will transform your daily routine. Do you know we do a show prep here and when I was writing it down, I went, it transforms your life because you call, you don't buy extra stuff you don't need. You drive in, you pick it up. You're not dealing with what we call the death trap of a parking lot at some of our grocery stores. (laughs) And um, it literally changes your life. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't know, maybe that is a spiritual thing. Uh, I'm going to write that one down. (laughs) Well, we have a lot of fun here on Catch the Fire, and we hope you did too. Till next week, get out there, live, love, and learn the faith, and catch the fire of the Holy Spirit. Catch the Fire is a production of Catholic Community Radio.